following program was recorded on an earlier date for presentation at this time. Welcome to Two Old Farts. Talk, uh, or as I said in the first show, take sci-fi, but it's actually talk sci-fi. I can't believe out of the gates I said take sci-fi. Well, for it is called nine talk episodes, sci-fi. it's been talk. Yeah. <laughs> and for one, it was take. That's right. <laughs> Um, and it's our 50th anniversary, not anniversary. That would be a long time from now, but actually our 50th show, which we weren't sure we would ever get past two or three. So we're pretty, uh, proud of ourselves that we made it to 50. Anyway, should we, should we, uh, let folks know? I guess we are, we're going to be doing our special, uh, 50th episode today. We're going to have lots of friends along. It's basically a party. So, um, glad you could all make it. Uh, and instead of cutting to the recorded version of the theme, I'm going to uh, do an acoustic version, which I think we did only once before. And hopefully I don't make, uh, what's the phrase, dog's breakfast out of it? Is it dog or is it cat's? My dog will eat anything, so it doesn't really matter, <laughs> uh, which I guess is the point. Uh, should I Should I hit it? Yeah, go right. Go and, if- and just make it clear, this is your original piece of music that we use for the podcast, which is very cool. Right. Originally called Trigger Happy, but it was, it was like, Hey, I've got an instrumental we could use for this, but uh, here it is with just acoustic. Hopefully. Because this is cool doing a sort of a 50th episode, but we're thinking of once a season we'll do something live like this. Um, I've also got a trivia thing. I've got actual quotes from movies. So once I start it, and you'll have a choice of five things, and you'll be able to choose whichever movie you think that quote may have come from. And I have uh, some listener mail, too, that... Uh... We will read. I have uh, a sort of a standard thing, the a Beatleism, uh, because as a Beatles fan, I just uh, am always making connections to whatever topics we're dealing with. So I have some some time travel related things there. And David and I usually do, or quite often, we do a thing at the end of the show called dream casting, where we take whatever film we're looking at and we re- reimagine the casting with. Uh, anybody living or dead. Um, and we also do a thing called Schrodinger's cast, which is a totally wild and weird casting of that project. So uh, we're going to do ourselves as, as, as if like there was that Facebook movie. Well, we were thinking, what if there was a uh, like David Fincher uh, version, film version of Two Old Farts Talk Sci-Fi, who would play us? So we've come up with that. And if if any of you would like to come up with some suggestions who uh, should be contacted to play uh, David or myself in the feature film version, please let us know. We'd like to hear hear from you guys. 
Um, so thanks uh, to all the folks who are here now, and I guess the ones who will be showing up uh, right now. I can see Maya. I can see Rebecca, David, Carol, and Janet, Trevor, and Gunner. And Gunner, sorry. And um, yeah, thanks for showing up. And I know that there's uh, we're supposed to have a few other folks who have confirmed that we may see. And I see a cat's butt right beside David. That is a really interesting shot. It's a great thing that we do an audio show and not a visual show. Yes. Well, it's good that we do an audio show just because of, you know, us. But yeah, us. no offense. <laughs> but um, so the word, we thought the idea of instead of just looking at our 50 episodes or just trying to rehab or just talk or do whatever, we thought time travel would be a perfect kind of thing. And I'm sure that everyone has their own favorite movies or examples of where time travel works and doesn't work. And I don't know if anyone wants to sort oh. of maybe jump in with, unless Troy, you wanted to start. Oh, wow. You think that I would be ready for this? <laughs> I was actually just looking forward to hearing from everybody. Um, well, I mean, I, I guess Planet of the Apes would have to be, you know, one of my favorite time travel uh, pieces ever. Um, maybe I probably have a hot take in that I do not enjoy um, Back to the Future as much as some people. Um, so I'll get into that a little bit later. Actually, one prefer, of those shows, eh? Yeah, I actually prefer Rick and Morty to to Back to the Future itself, but um, and I think that's because I like uh, uh, Dan Harmon, the creator of Community, who also did some other like uh, time related episodes of Community. He did a great one with the Darkest Timeline, and I sort of have, I'll touch on the Darkest Timeline later. But how about you, folks? Uh, you have any faves? I, I just, hey, I think, go and see more. Sorry, Maya, go ahead. Yeah, look at this. We got an outdoor view. That's pretty yeah. exciting. I don't have a favorite, but, uh, until you started saying that, I wanted to say I was at a party, a family party over the weekend and a friend who's not a huge moviegoer said he's seen Back to the Future nine times. It's his wow. favorite movie yeah. of all time. So there's something resonant there, but I, oh, yeah. I don't, maybe it's not the time travel, you know, like maybe it's not the science fiction element. Maybe it's more about, you know, becoming who you should be and the family relationships and how things can go wrong because, you know, that movie isn't, it seems to have a wider appeal than just to science fiction fans. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. For sure. And I have to jump in with just Alexa's, one of her favorites is Back to the Future. Yep. And the, all you have to do, I think it has to do with screenwriting and what you want to set up and what you want to do in a film, but you just watch the first five minutes of it and everything, you know, the clock tower, the the person who's running for mayor and this and that and the skateboard and there's about 10 or 15 different things that all connect to stuff that happens later in the film. I think it's just very smart the way it does all of that. Yeah. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Patrick Lennon, who we for a while there was called calling Pat our listener. Um, and Pat also puts uh, uh, up a lot, posts a lot. That's the phrase that the kids use. He posts on uh, Facebook. Um 
a lot. So we appreciate that. And if anybody ever wants to post on Facebook on our site, please do. Like that's where we sort of <laughs> like to have some interaction with uh, with fans. Carolyn, did you have something? Yes, you noticed. You no, did. I put a, I put a little notice on Facebook that much like Back to the Future, this really smart time travel movie is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, yeah. where they do that same thing, where things just, you know, come together that they've laid out ahead of time. And, you know, my favorite bit is like, you know, well, if you had the key, where would you have put it? I would have put it behind that sign. So they go there and there's the key because it's like just all, you know, wonderfully, um, just wonderfully written. Mm. Yeah. Is Are there three uh, Bill and Ted films now? I know there are two. I think they may have. I don't know if they actually did the third. There are three. Okay, Janet's given either either give me a gang sign, Janet, or there are three films. I'm not I sure. I thought which. they did a third yeah. one just like last year. Oh yeah, last year. It was in the theaters. Okay, yeah, I thought so. I thought uh, like it was sometime around the pandemic. Yeah, and I think it was re- well received, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, we try- there will be some Bill and Ted uh, questions in the uh, trivia when we get to that. Ooh, excellent. Anybody else have a fave or a not so so much? I have my own favorite, uh-huh. which is um, because I love comedies, it would be Groundhog Day. Yeah. that's. I know it's not very sci-fi of me. But no, no. I, I love fact- Groundhog Day. It's like in some ways I think it's just the perfectly written comedy film. Yeah. Now I think uh I think Glenn Seymour is still with us. He I think he was telling me recently that he has never seen that, which blew me away because he's a huge comedy guy, he's a huge like old SNL guy, Harold Ramis. Um um anyway. Um well, I'm similar to him. I only saw it for the first time about four or five years ago. Uh, I had just missed it and I heard all the hype and I just didn't and then I finally said, Okay, enough people think it's really good. So I watched it with um, Alexa, and wow, that is such a good film. Yeah. Well, one of the things that has always sort of stuck with me is when I, when I found out that um, originally Back to the Future, at least the way it was being played by who was it, Eric Stoltz? Mm. Um, yep. It was it was darker. It was it was much darker, and that's not what the producers wanted. But that's what I love about Groundhog Day. I like the fact that it's funny, but it has like these existential underpinnings that are, um, you know, really profound. Like there's a lot, I think, in fact, I think I've heard that, um, that sounds totally Trumpian, what I just said there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for that setup. I think people are saying that it's actually quite existential, but well, the, the I, scene I have heard when that. he's talking to the guys, I think he's in a, they're they're drinking beers and he says, Do you ever get the feeling that you're just living the same day over and over again? I can't take it. And basically, yeah, lots of people's lives are like that, but he gets yeah. to escape. It's yeah, it's uh Yeah, and you even have that like about a five minute period where he just keeps trying to kill himself. You know, like it's I'm amazed that that is in a film uh, of that era. Um, and, and like that, it went kind of dark for a while. And the character is not, you know, particularly likable. You yeah. know? 
there's a lot of things that are dark about that movie. The fact that it manages to make uh, Bill Murray a romantic lead in a romantic comedy at the end is, I think, a credit to the acting and the writing because it definitely, he does not start out as a desirable partner for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, every once in a while, I think that's a good structure. Mm. I wonder if I could do anything with it. And you realize, well, in the wrong hands. Yeah. And <laughs> it doesn't work. I can never hear the Sonny and Cher song without thinking of that film. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no yellow mountain we can't climb. Trevor, do you have uh, a favorite? Sure, Groundhog Day, because I have a huge fondness for time loops, but I think I have to say my favorite is Time Bandit. Mm. Oh, right. And, and you have a story about Time Bandits, don't you? I do. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, oddly enough. Uh, <laughs> I actually got to meet uh, <laughs> got to meet Terry Gilliam many, many years later, and I shook his hand and said, thank you. I, I When I came out of the film Time Bandits with my, my dad when I was a kid, I just said to myself, thank you. Somebody in this world thinks like me. <laughs> and he shook my hand and smiled and said, you are not alone. That's amazing. I like to think he, he meant, um, he meant uh, you know, you're not alone in, in terms of thinking. But I, I got to thinking maybe it meant something more to do with uh, with art in general, that maybe maybe uh, things, uh, art at its best really makes one feel less alone, something resonates with him. So that's that must be. I mean, I know you've uh, met a number of folks over the years, but but that that must be uh, particularly high up on your list of favorite people to meet. Oh well, it, it, the the film really, really. Uh, I, th- th- that being said, I haven't seen that film in a long, long time. I must get a hold of a copy of it. <laughs> it's uh, it's something that seems to be burnt into my memory. But it's funny watching these films again after a big lapse. Films that you're very fond of, but when you finally go back to see them, it's amazing the scenes that brand new yeah do you have one of the uh the trivia questions david if, if nobody else wants to share uh, uh one of their favorites well if we start the uh, it would be neat to see how this works what it is it is broken into um decades so i've got the 70s 80s 90s about five questions from each one so yeah. the quote is every age is the same it's only love that makes any of them bearable. And you have to choose whether it's time after time, escape from the planet of the apes, Superman, slaughterhouse five or wizards. So if you want to read the second one, we'll have a look yeah, at that. I'll read the second one if that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, later, later we'll do something about pollution. Later we'll do something about the population explosion. Later we'll do something about the nuclear war. We think we've got all the time in the world but how much time has the world got somebody has to begin to care and that's the same list of films i'm just huh. the same set huh well i of course keep thinking time after time is the lindy is the cindy lopper song and i <laughs> can't find a quote out of the lyrics i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i i actually always confuse uh Oh, what is it? Time after time and somewhere in time. But 
Ah, okay. Yeah, Somewhere in Time will be coming up later in the 80s, I think. Okay, moving on. So what's number three? Number three, you will carry me inside you all the days of your life. No worries, some of these get a bit easier than that. That sounds like a face hugger, something the face hugger would say from Alien. Something a face hugger would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. Something a face hugger would make you dream. Yeah, yes. It's a $60,000 pyramid or something. <laughs> wow, I'm not going to do, I mean, I shouldn't really be participating, but uh, I'm not doing well, I don't think. Yeah, you're okay. doing well after this because they okay. can dear. So what's number four, David? Oh, I should, I should, it's, I should, for our listeners, every option in this category is A, time after time, B, escape from the planet of the apes, C, Superman, D, slaughterhouse five, and E, wizards. So those are the options for all of these. Yeah. Um, so question uh, four is you see it's time for you to go home to your lives and your children. And I do promise people things will get easier after this. So these ones, I went a bit harder on these uh, quotes. Yeah. Um, I may be disqualified yeah. from being a host of the show after after this. <laughs> you can uh, tell us how badly I did. <laughs> um, so five is I'm too old for this sort of thing. Just wake me up when the planet's destroyed. Oh, it's definitely Superman. That's when Superman was really blue, I think. And he, you know, it's like, just screw it. Just blow it up. Yeah. Good. Wait, are you supposed to be giving out the answer? Oh, no, sorry. Are... Sorry. <laughs> Don't listen to Troy. Yeah. He's naughty. So are we all good? We've all voted. It just occurred to me that one of my favorite movies is, is actually a time travel movie, but uh, it's really old. Um, it's a Wonderful Life with James Stewart. Is it All right, sorry. David. Sorry, David. David and I have often Carol. talked about how uh, how It's a Wonderful Life could be cut down to a Twilight Zone episode. Like if you basically just did the third act of it, where he's about to jump off the the bridge. Yeah, um, you, you could condense that part of the film into a uh, a Twilight Zone with a Serling opening and closing. Yeah, yeah, and the black and white helps. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So the quiz is over. I'm going to end the poll now because I assume that everyone submitted the correct answer in the first one, which was every time is the, is the same. It's only love that makes any of them bearable is time after a uh, time after time. And okay. I that, got that one. Yeah. 50% <laughs> of the people got that. Okay. And then for the second one was about later we'll do this, later we'll do this, later, blah, blah, blah. That was Planet of the Apes. And again, oh, really? percent of the people um, escape, of course, not the original planet. This is from 1971, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Now, see, this is the one that sort of threw me. Okay. I can't believe I didn't get it being a Planet of the Apes fan. But in the really god-awful Superman 4, oh, he, no. he, he tries to, uh, he takes all of the uh, nuclear arms and he takes them to space. And throws them into the sun, which I don't know, maybe isn't a good idea. Um, but, uh, he has a speech that's very similar to that. And that's what kind of threw me because I was like, huh, is this Superman or is it Superman four? I don't know. Anyway, there we go. Okay. The next one, the correct answer was Superman for that. You will carry me inside you all the days of your life, which is, of course, Marlon Brando at the beginning as Cal L. 
Um, and Superman got about 50% of the correct answers. These were pretty tough. Jor-El, isn't it? The dad? What did David say? Oh, I'm sorry, the dad, I thought, was, oh, was Jor-El. I'm sorry, Catholic yeah. was the son. So it's Jor-El. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then question four was, you see, it's time for you to go home to your lives and your children. And that was Slaughterhouse-Five. Uh, that was probably the toughest of the questions, but Carolyn thinks that she got it. She's smiling and laughing. So they really were all just in order then. Well, there was one of them, I think the seventies where by fluke, they were happened to be in order and I didn't bother to change it. The other ones will not be. Well, the, f- <laughs> the fifth one, uh, I'm too old for this sort of thing. Just wake me up when the planet's destroyed. The correct answer for that was Wizards, which is a film I've never seen. And it looked like no one else saw it because there were 0% guesses on Wizards. Um, I have, David, for you some uh, some of our listener feedback, by the way. Um, I have a friend of the show and a, a friend of mine, a guy who is a great artist um, and who sort of uh, got me into a lot of different genre things that I wouldn't have been aware of otherwise, Ted Healy. Uh, he says, love this podcast. The detail, history, trivia you guys all have on whatever genre you are covering is seriously impressive. Keep it coming. And and Pat, actually, who's here, says 50 is crazy. Seems like you just started. <laughs> and uh, I have a couple of other ones. I have um, from uh, Mark Cordwainer of Grim- Grimsby. He suggests that we do an episode of Two Old Farts Talk Sci-Fi on a TV show that never existed in this current timeline, but does exist in one other timeline. Beings from that timeline decide the human race must be cancelled in order for their timeline to exist. So there we go. That's from Mark Cordwainer of Grimsby. And I have from Heather Bird of East Willembury. She writes... If, as both Seal and Steve Miller insist, time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future, what type of adhesive can be used to anchor us to the now? Is there a type of ticky-tacky to tame time and keep us in the present? Please, no Buddhist or mindfulness bullshit, just something I can pick up at Home Depot. Any thoughts on that, guys? I think Gorilla Tape, uh, Gorilla Glue, Gorilla Tape uh, would might be handy. Yeah. Yeah, that's from Carolyn. Big fan of MacTac myself. MacTac would work. Is that the blue, those little blue stuff? Yeah, yeah. So you don't use tape. Yeah, that's great. Doesn't leave marks. So secure your present. Any anything anything duct tape like that you put on and then rip off quickly, I guarantee you. You will only be able to concentrate about to, uh, on the present until the pain fades. <laughs> That's right. But the present doesn't exist. Wait, we're losing you, Janet. Uh, Try again. How can we tether the present when it doesn't exist? Well, I guess that's another issue then, isn't it? Yeah, plus everything's in the past. Like even yeah. me seeing you guys on the screen. There was this funny thing where Colbert was interviewing uh uh, what's his name? A DeGrasse Tyson, Neil DeGrasse Tyson. And he was showing these images on the screen. It says, and the light from that is from the past. He said, well, actually, 
you you're from the past also like like we're everything we're seeing is in the past tense yeah we're living in the past all well, the time okay here here you go here's another <laughs> one that you know when we're talking about these these heady matters uh this is from uh Dan Vanderdan of Chictawaga he writes a few temporal and ecclesiastical concerns if God had made Jesus a time lord instead of just a Christian lord, wouldn't he have been able to return to earth much faster? I mean, we're still waiting for Christ's sake. Also, it's pretty clear that, like Jesus, Doctor Who has the ability to resurrect himself. Doesn't that make Doctor Who the greater lord? He's been resurrected many, many more times than the Nazarene. So, again, these are sort of like... uh heady issues for us to consider. Uh, I don't know, Trevor, if you have any thoughts on that. That I would dare at this point, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Well, we're angels fear to tread, and maybe not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, I was thinking of this. We did our Doctor Who show recently where, where David sort of set things straight for me because I only have little bits and pieces of my Doctor Who knowledge from a lifetime of scattered, not even viewing really, but just things I've picked up. Um, and I thought how, how genius it, it was to have a character that you could basically in a way, I guess, what, what do they call it, David, when, when he like dies off and like regenerate regenerates not resurrected but regenerates yeah and like that's great because then the show can go on forever like you can lose actors playing the character yeah and you know there's not an issue it's not like oh i don't like this bond this i mean people do that but it's not like you know uh they don't really explain why bond looks different from film to film that's because he's a time lord he is a time lord trying to say to people excellent even george lazenby was a time lord. So is the Austin Martin the uh, TARDIS? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that is a cool TARDIS. And his gun is the sonic screwdriver, but it's very lethal. I just wanted to run down, uh, and David, please throw in a couple of things that we're looking into potentially uh, doing. Like we've done 50 shows now, and we have still have a backlog of shows that we would like to get to. Uh, really soon, like within the next week, we're recording a Twilight Zone overview. Uh, we're doing The Thing with, with Carolyn Klink. Um, uh, we'll eventually do a Black History in genre. We want to do a, a Joker show, some Star Wars, Kolchak, uh, Ghosts, uh, an LBTQ special. Uh, sports in genre film, Sleepy Hollow, religion in genre, Night Gallery. Uh, David mentioned an underwater show. Is, are there any others, David, that you can think of off the top of your head that we sort of have slated for the future? Uh, not off the top of my head. I mean, we were going to do comics. Uh, we were going to do possibly a, a, an anniversary show based on um, the, I'm trying to remember the name of the show. It was the Rick Green Prisoners of Gravity. Right. Um, every so often you see something and say, oh, that's a 30th anniversary or that's a 35th year since that was on or whatever it is. And you tie all that kind of stuff together. Um, so yeah, definitely something like that. Uh, do you guys have any suggestions, things that you would like us to cover, uh, in the future, as Criswell would say? Um, any suggestions? 
I can do porn. <laughs> Say that again, Carolyn. <laughs> I think I heard you. <laughs> of course, it's we can do erotic. <laughs> yeah, erotic science fiction films. Yeah, I still remember going to see. Um, oh, okay. I thought you wanted us to actually make some porn. You can do yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. sure, okay. but you know, it would it would have that would be great. So I just ate people. Yeah, because we know we know that like okay. things like Flesh Gordon are out there. And see, I I I literally had to go into my file to find my birth certificate to go to see Flesh Gordon in case they decided that I was not yet eighteen. <laughs> Gentlemen, we are in big trouble. You've heard about it. You've read about it. Now, finally, you can see it. It will be a dangerous trip, and I don't know what we're likely to encounter out there. But someone has got to save the Earth from the treacherous clutches of that evil ray. Sure. Why not? We'll give it a try. Blast off with Flesh Gordon in his cosmic crusade against all evil. Witness the unbelievable, death-defying feats of that most remarkable superhero of them all, Flesh Gordon. Journey with Flesh Gordon through the dangerous outer reaches of intergalactic space as he joins forces with the mysterious Professor and the lovely Dale Arder to save the Earth from the incredible sex ray. It's so strange in here. Flesh, it almost looks alive. Flesh Gordon, the preposterous, be swept away to the dazzling heights of astonishment as you enter worlds unknown. I'm Prince Precious, rightful heir to the throne of porno. Ah! What is it? A blower! It's opening! Join Flesh Gordon as the crafty Emperor Wang unleashes the forces of interstellar tyranny against him in a hundred mind-boggling adventures. Flesh Gordon. Look! An outrageous parody of yesteryear's superhero. It's the eighth one of the world. Oh, boy. Not to be confused with the original Flash Gordon. So you've so seen Flash Gordon? So to see Flash Gordon. Wow. What year was that? Like, roughly? Roughly. Well, it was in the review theater. So it was not for oh, a Flesh Oh, okay. Okay, I, I didn't I'll, think so. I'll, I'll no, sidestep that question. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show when I was about 15 when it so first I, came out. Okay. When you could actually still hear the actual actors talk. Wow. Before people started, you know, re- reciting everything. <laughs> I saw the live show in London. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. That Rocky Horror, not Flesh Gordon. Rocky Horror. <laughs> yeah, and do, um, what is it, Barbarella? Oh, that I mean, would be porn. Okay, now, I probably have talked about this on the show before, Carolyn, but um, my parents took me to see uh, Barbarella in the theater. Now, this was, it was re-released after Star Wars became a hit, and so people were just putting anything sci-fi related into the theaters. Uh, and I was about like, I was at the worst age you could be at to see that with your parents. I was like, uh, 13 or 14. Um, and it was just so uncomfortable. I think my dad's the only one who enjoyed it. Um, but it was so uncomfortable. I saw that town and country where Pat and I saw the uh, empire strikes back. Um, 
so uh, other than f- the future, and I'm not looking for, I don't even want to say ego stroke after the last thing we were talking about, but yeah. um, <laughs> do, do you guys have any shows uh, that we have done in the past that sort of stuck out that we can, if you tell us and maybe we'll go, Oh, I, I, why did that work? And we can look at it, but uh, I don't know. Were there any, any <laughs> sound like squirrely Dan, were there any that you, uh, you know, were fond of? <laughs> any at all? Crickets. <laughs> and when you say crickets, I think of the, that awful Pinocchio on CFTO in the mornings with, with it sounds hey, like here to save us. Hey, Sandra Kasturi, everybody. Yay. You just missed our porn discussion. Oh, I'm, I'm so sad. I missed porn. <laughs> we can bring it back for you. David and I have, hey. uh, we have vowed to uh, bring you porn. Excellent. Excellent. We're going to do Flash Gordon a long time before we're going to do Flash Gordon. Let's just put it up there. One thing I wanted to do was something related to some of the young adult uh, things like uh, Hunger Games, uh, which I think is a very good film. I'd have to read the book, but then uh, whether Maya might be interested in doing something like that or some other uh, kind of thing, because I think some of these films are actually, and, and the stories, of course, would be, um, you know, it sort of gripped the imagination of the last, you know, 10, 20 years. Uh, yeah. And David and I have talked about our, uh, our love of the, uh, the yaw, the yaw genre. We, we, we like yaw novelists and yaw books. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We've done too many old adult books. So yeah, we're you know, <laughs> going to do, do the yaws. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Sandra? I'm good. I'm good. I was running a little bit late, so I'm sorry I'm joining the No problem. Joining the party a little uh, half an hour in. That's okay. Congratulations <laughs> on the anniversary. Very Thank exciting. you. Thanks. Whoa. Thanks. Oh yeah, I haven't done this yet, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought uh, I should have brought my own noisemaker. I'll just yeah. it. Well, well you I have do a have a cat here. Yeah, does does that make noise? Uh, occasionally he's, he's the chatty one. That's, that's, uh, Monty. So Troy was making some, uh, was, was hoping that people would talk about some of, uh, the episode that they liked of a podcast and then there were cricket sound, but, uh, then he tooted <laughs> his own horn. So, uh, anyways, beyond that, uh, Sandra, what you missed earlier was everyone sort of named or not everyone, but hopefully we'll get to everyone what their favorite sort of science fiction or whether whatever it is, it's a favorite time travel movie. Uh, and we've had a few. Uh, we had Time Bandits. We had um, Groundhog Day. Uh, we had uh, Back to the Future. Uh, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Bill and yeah. Oh, and uh, and David mentioned um, It's Wonderful Life. Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Sandra, anything jump out for you? Film which typically think of as as time travel, but really is as well, is uh, A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah. You have travel to the past, travel to the future. Yeah. 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 And and, uh, we covered that one, uh, I guess, at Christmas, which was, uh, it was actually really, I'm really glad we did that one, David, that we, Checked that off the uh, 
the seasonal list. Do you guys, if you had to choose, actually, has everybody seen Time After Time and Somewhere in Time? Yeah, uh, just, both, yeah. Do you guys have a preference to to one or the other? Very I guess that's Trevor. I only saw Trevor nod, I think. But do, you, <laughs> do you have a, a preference between the two? Um, I, I really loved both films way back when. Once again, I haven't seen them in decades. Um, time after time, oddly enough, I remember them advertising it with, uh, uh, and I remember seeing that film and then seeing a, a trailer for Raise the Titanic. It used the music from time after time. And I didn't know oh, right. at that point that early trailers tended to use music from other. Films. Yes, that's right. And that was, um, oh, what's Barry's first name the, from, from the Bond films? Is it, um, James Barry or am I saying that just because of James John Bond? John Barry? John yeah. composer. John, yes, John Barry. Yeah, um, and just for folks who don't know, um, Time After Time was released in 1980. It starred Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeves and Christopher Plummer. Uh, the screenplay by Richard Matheson, so one of our all-time faves in genre, um, and directed by now. I, I don't even know how to say his name. Jeanette Swart. Is that right? Anybody know? Um, who he he directed. This doesn't sound great, but he directed Supergirl and Jaws too. And Somewhere in Time was written and directed by Nicholas Meyer, who gave us Star Trek two and six. And I believe he actually wrote, but did not direct Star Trek four. And I know David, you have mentioned in the past that the even number Star Treks are the, tend to be the stronger of the feature films, right? Yeah. And in that film, H.G. Wells pursues Jack the Ripper. Uh, Malcolm McDowell played H.G. Wells. Uh, David Warner was Jack the Ripper. And Mary Steenburgen was in the film, but I don't know who she played. Um, right, anyway. It's the other way around. What's that? What did I say? It's, David the, other, it's the other way around. It, time After Time is the one. Oh, David right. Wilson You're right. And the oh, one So I've just totally given misinformation in to the entire <laughs> world. Yeah. The, Sorry. Yeah, or our What version. did I miss? My my laptop yeah. died. Damn it. Uh, what did you miss? You missed me giving out misinformation. I, I, I basically gave a description of somewhere in time for time after time and vice versa. Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, no, you know these time travel movies, it's all very That's different. right. Yeah, see that's the thing. In in my alternate timeline, that's the truth. Ah. That's that's my reality, baby. Yeah. I, I think thought... if you just insist hard enough. You know, if you, say right. it, if you say it often enough, then it becomes true. Yes, it has I, I saw in somewhere place. in time in the theater, somewhere between six to nine months before general release. It was some special yeah. preview or viewing, and it was very weird because it didn't even come out until like it was a it was a very long gap between this special preview I was able to get in on. Uh, and I can't remember how I got in on it. Oh, so, right. hold, hold on a second. You're going to have to refresh me. Now is which is the one with Malcolm McDowell? That's time, time after, after time. time. Time after time. Yeah. And somewhere in time is. And Jane Seymour are in somewhere in time where he thinks himself back to the past with some mental. I don't know if I've seen that. And that's a that's a Richard Matheson screenplay too. Yeah, it's, it's also one that I felt that I mean we all love Christopher Reeve and and it was one of Alexa's favorite films was that first Superman film, mm. but. Um, there was something about somewhere in time with Christopher Reeve that it got a better sense. It's sort of like Harrison Ford in witness. You got a sense that there was more to Christopher Reeve, his acting ability and what he could do in a movie from somewhere in time. I felt than in the uh, Superman film. 
Yeah. Hey, David, I just realized we need to do this more often where we have like folks like Janet and everybody else, because when we have our bits of misinformation that we put out there, we can be <laughs> called on right away. Usually, <laughs> usually I, I throw in in editing when I catch it, I throw in a, like a buzzer, you know, an incorrect buzzer. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's better this way. Janet can be your personal wiki or Google. That's great. Only more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And Sandra, what you also missed was I, I finally set up this poll thing, like this thing where I could actually do a quiz. And we did 70s films. We had five different films and we had five questions. And let's just say it was probably tougher than it should have been. But I've also got 80s, 90s, 2000s. And at some point, <laughs> probably in the next five or 10 minutes, I'll do an 80s one. And that should be, there'll be ones that people will recognize more. I think. Yeah, that's. That's my if it's crap eighties films, I'm I'm on it. I'm on well, it. Well, should we should we just get into that now? I think yeah, I mean, you've introduced right. it. Yeah, so we let's do it. If yeah. you, you do like it, us, don't tease us. All right. If you like uh, B movies, uh, you ever been to Tubi? Yeah, the <laughs> there's like a treasure trove. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, I, yeah. I just watched the first FX movie. Remember that with uh, Brian Dennehy? And oh, good Brian one. Brown? And I just, I, I have the FX2, which I think, it, which I don't remember as well, but I, I feel as good, but not as good as the original. Right. I don't really remember. I like oh, I just, I just did want to say before we move on to the quiz, David, that, uh, you know, while we're getting our facts straight, uh, we were just talking about Flesh Gordon. And of course, uh, Queen did the music for the film Flesh Gordon. Flash Gordon, yeah. No, no, Flesh Flesh Gordon. Did they? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Part. Okay, Janet, oh. tell him he's Janet. Listening. No, gotta get a judge's I, ruling I on this. I don't know, man, but I thought it was Flash Gordon that they did. I got IMDb. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. They did. I'm sure it was I'm Flash Gordon. Uh, and by the way, uh, Troy, um, remember when we used to have that sound that you added to the the thing when we said something wrong and there was this bah! yeah yeah kind of thing so by the way time after time was 1979 not 1980 but anyways why don't i open well that's yeah that's right having i'm having my first drink in ages so there we go <laughs> oh. yeah. Is it well, a nice... are you ready to confirm yet you got it that's i'm trying right. to figure out where you where you get the uh sound, the music oh soundtracks brian may yeah, Flash Gordon. <laughs> yeah, Flash Gordon. Uh, yeah. I think we need to do a podcast on Flash Gordon. Yeah, and also the sequel, Flash Gordon. No, no, <laughs> yeah. Flash, Flash Gordon had Brian Blessed, right, as Hawkman or some Hawk-like character, if I remember Yes, correctly. yes, yes. I like, honestly, yes, I'm not just saying that. <laughs> I always like Brian Blessed. He was in um, I, Claudius, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. But Henry I the fifth. Wasn't Great he also hair. in that British sci-fi show, um, Lake Seven? Wasn't didn't he? Wasn't he in oh, that I'm as not well? Sure. It's been a long time since. So vague I, feeling. It's, it's been forty years since I've seen I, Lake Seven. I also have a vague feeling that Brian Blessed's an actor. I, I, I think you're another right. Actor. I think it was him. Yeah, I think I, so. I think I, just, I'm, I'm, I muddle him with. Uh, uh, some other actor whose name I can't remember. Yeah, now. yeah, the guy it's from Oliver. Uh, David, uh, Troy, I'm going to give you a, a question, which unfortunately I cannot answer. But okay. I just saw, and I think it was a TIFF virtual thing. I think I, I saw it on Zoom. Um, a tr I just realized a time travel movie. I think it was from TIFF. Um, somebody goes back in time and woos 
uh, a famous actress from you know from the Victorian age, or maybe just pre just pre Victorian. No, I think it was Victorian age. Um, and uh, so there is a time travel movie, but I'll be damned if I can. And it and well received by shall we say non SF fans, but I cannot for the like of me for the life of me remember what the movie was. So there you go. You'll have to search for it. Very recent. Maybe, okay. you know, maybe well, you can Google it. Or um, yeah, that's that's uh, one to look for. Oh, and by the way, this just occurred to me. I thought maybe this is where you were going to go with it, David. But uh, this is a film that I just came across while, uh, you know, checking out films on Netflix, I believe it was. Uh, about time. I don't know if anybody has seen that. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, twenty thirteen. With, with um, Donald Gleason. I love that movie. That's right. And um I'm looking for her name. Who was the oh Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. yeah. Lovely and Canadian. Yeah. Directed by Richard Curtis, written by Richard Curtis. Um but yeah, love it. It was written that film. by Richard Curtis and I liked it. Oh, why what else has he done? Four weddings and a funeral. No! Uh uh, no, 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 no! Do not say about Notting uh, Hill. Not the love one. Not not love actually. Love actually. No, I'm leaving. Uh, Bye. Good night. Yeah, I, I I've always I've kind of uh, disliked him because uh, I I think he's very cruel to his female characters. Like the best female characters never get a happy ending usually. Um, huh. So I always wonder about that. Although. You know, I, I, I mean, I love the the Bill Nighy segment segment of Love Actually. Early. Okay, so Early. I'm going to start the '80s film thing. Okay. Alrighty. And here it is. Alrighty, so the we get quote. This is a dude who 700 years ago totally ravaged China, and who we were told two hours ago totally ravaged Oshman's sporting goods. Now, is that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Time Bandits, Back to the Future, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, or Somewhere in Time? Uh, question two is roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And same films, Bill and Ted, Time Bandits, Back to the Future, Star Trek IV, and Somewhere in Time. They're going to be the same five films. Part three, God isn't interested in technology. Look how he spends his time. 43 species of parrots, nipples for men. So for that one, it's, again, Bill and Ted, Time Bandits, Back to the Future, Star Trek Four, and Somewhere in Time. <laughs> um, that one shouldn't take very long. <laughs> Fourth question of five, excuse me, would you mind stopping that damn noise? Uh, oh, and bonus point if you know it's Kirk Thatcher, um, who's the actor in that scene. So that's again the same uh, five films. And the final question in this is: Please don't leave. You have no idea how far I've come to be with you. Yeah. So I'm going to end the poll, and then we'll see the results. Share results. So the first one, the correct answer is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The second one was Back to the Future. That's, okay. I think, the very end of the film. I remember seeing the last time I saw it in the theater, I was actually throwing up and an ambulance had to come. 
part three is that God isn't uh, about the technology nipples for men and parrots. Uh, yeah, that sounds very much like a certain writer for Time Bandits. Oh, I thought it was somewhere in time. It sounded like I can imagine Jane Seymour saying that. Oh, nipples for men and, and parrots. Yes, yeah. Jane Seymour could have done that. I would love to see uh, hear parrots coming out of her mouth. But anyway, uh, the, the question four is about stopping the damn noise. That is, of course, Star Trek for the voyage home on the bus with the guy playing that. The boombox. Yes. And the actor actually came back in an episode. I don't know if you remember that one, Carol. And um, was it Discovery or something? There was or one of these Picard. There was something where the actual actor who played that role, Kirk Thatcher, actually was in one of these series in a cameo. Um, we could probably just Google that one, but it's very cool. Uh, so that is Star Trek Ford. And the final one is somewhere in time about the uh, you have no idea how far i've come to uh be with you uh we will be uh before we wrap up which we should probably do in about 20 minutes or so um at least for recording purposes um we uh we will be doing at the end of the show as i i mentioned previously that we're going to do our dream casting just imagine that the uh the, the feature film of Two Old Farts Talk Sci-Fi is being made, and you can pick whoever you like to play David and myself. So th- put your thinking caps on for that. And we, when we, David and I will do our choices for each other. And if you feel so inclined, you can add uh, your own versions of us. Um, and we're, we're going to do Schrodinger's cast too, which is our really weird outside the box thing that you know we do. Um, uh, so, yeah, we'll do that in a little bit. And, David, I'm just going to share my Beatlesms now. That's a thing that we do pretty much every show where, as a Beatles freak, I, I have to connect uh, everything back to the Beatles. Um, and I, So I do have one for time travel, uh, and that is in the 1969 film Yellow Submarine. And I do have my Yellow Submarine uh, water bottle here. But in the 1969 film of Yellow Submarine, the animated Fab Four travel back and forth through the sea of time, uh, causing <laughs> causing them to both age to as old men and babes. And in that scene, when I'm 64 plays. So there you go. I actually had one for this one, too. Do we want to do our 90s while we're, we're here, Dave, or...? Well, we can try it and just see if people still like it, then we can do some of the others too. It doesn't take very long to go through them. Sure. Um, let's just quickly, because I did all this work on it. And I figured yeah. I've got to, you know. Let's do it. If I have to do all the research on this damn book. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm done. I just realized I'm, <laughs> I, I'm done with my notes. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 90s. 1990 to 1999. And play along at home. And as David Letterman says, no, no wagering. All right. So first one is, you know, the planet is breaking up around us. And that's either 12 Monkeys, Star Trek First Contact, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Lost in Space, or Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm. And that's the first question. And I am going to go to the second one. Wolfie's fine, honey. Wolfie's just fine. Where are you? 
So again, 12 Monkeys, Star Trek First Contact, Terminator 2, Lost in Space, or Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey are the options. Alrighty. Third one is the acquisition of wealth is no longer the driving force in our lives. And again, the same films as mentioned before in the same order. Question four, we're not productive anymore. We don't make things anymore. It's all automated. Same films. And the final one. And over here, our bass player, the Duke of Spook, the Doc of Shock, the man with no tan. Please say hello to death himself, the Grim Reaper. So that's either 12 Monkeys, Star Trek First Contact, Terminator 2, Lost in Space, or Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I'm going to end poll right now. One of these we can get predict is going to be the 10 out of 10. I think it's going to be very bogus. But anyways, so question, oh, and I want to do share results and show everyone. So I'm sharing. Oh, nice. Okay. So you'll see that Lost in Space was 80% of the people thought that, quote, the one about uh, the planet is breaking up around us. And, of course, it was breaking up during that film. Wolfie, I thought more people would get this because that's the part where the Terminator is pretending to be the mother and is on the phone and is saying, trying to get the kid to say what's going on, like where he is. And then um, the Terminator takes the phone and says, Wolfie, even though the dog's name is Max. And then she puts the thing through the guy's neck or whatever it was or head. So anyways, I've said too much. Yeah, I thought that was lost in space for some reason. I thought the monkey was maybe called Wolfie. <laughs> yeah. Acquisition of wealth. Yes, of course. That's, that sounds so Picardish. Doesn't, <laughs> um, there was even an episode of, uh, of Next Gen where they, they find these people that they thaw them out and then they talk about the fact that the acquisition of wealth isn't done anymore. We're not productive anymore. We don't make things anymore. It's all automated. Yeah, that is 12 monkeys. Um, and the final one was 10 out of 10. Everyone knew that the Green Reaper was in, which was probably the best part of this, the uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey, the sequel to Excellent Adventure. Um, did they play Twister with death or something like that? That's great. As opposed to chess in, in uh, the seventh yes. seal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, so let me stop sharing. That was fun. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. And we're all getting faster, so it's good. And the other great thing about the bogus journey is they go to Vasquez Rocks, which is where Kirk fought the Gorn. <laughs> and it's like, yes. Um, it's about nine ten. Do we want to try on to the two thousands? Sure, not? let's do it. What the heck? Let's we let's can finish, try to finish it up. This off because it's it's not going to take long. It's going to take about five minutes each one. Let's do um, it. All right, so here we are, 2000 to 2009. Damn it, man. I am a doctor, not a physicist. Now, was that Star Trek from 2009? The Time Machine from 2002? Terminator 3, The Rise of the Machines from 2003? Austin Powers and Goldmember from 2002? Mm. Or Clockstoppers in 2002? Again, it's damn it, man. I'm a doctor, not a physicist. Question two. 
By the time Skynet becomes self-aware, it had spread into millions of computer servers across the planet. Same list of films. Question three, this is slightly longer. The Uber Morlock says, you built your time machine because of <laughs> Emma's death. If she had lived, it would never have existed. So how could you use your machine to go back in time and save her? You are the inescapable result of your tragedy, just as I am the inescapable result of you. You have your answer. Now go. So that's the Uber Morlock. In question four. Oh, I just wanted to say, I used to drive an Uber Morlock, and they get great mileage. Uh, um, they need to combine Stuber and the uh, and the Uber Morlock. But anyways, Francesca says, make it so, number one. And someone named Zach scoffs. And Francesca says, what? We have Star Trek in Venezuela. So again, the same film, Star Trek, Time Machine, Terminator 3, Austin Powers, and Clock Stoppers. And then the final one, there are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. And again, the same list of uh, films. I just wanted to say quickly thanks to everybody who has come, and I know that we're going to touch on that later, but and in particular, um, Sandra and Carolyn, who are coming back in a couple of days to do another show that we'll be recording. Um, so thanks for the double duty, guys. Yeah, Anytime. absolutely. Thanks. Now, I'm very excited about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Sandra. It's going to be so good. I know. So <laughs> oh my God. Even the Thingu is great. Okay. I'm going to end the poll. I'm going to share the results. Uh, share results. Show correction so everyone can see this. Looks like question one. Everyone got Star Trek 10 out of 10. Question two. Oh, you're holding up the old, uh, thank you, uh, Trevor. Uh, question two was Terminator 3 about Skynet. Um, how do we do for that? With the Uber Morlock. What oh, well, how do we do Morlock for two, David? Time machine. Sorry? How, how did we do for number two in terms of oh, like, I'm uh, sorry. correct answers? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this, this was sharing the results so that people can't see this for some reason. I apologize. And no, we, can something see, I'll be... we, can again, we, got, we can see if we got it right. I think we're just curious if like how the group did. Yeah, and, yeah. Also, and also listeners can't see anything. So, yeah. Yeah, so That's 90% right. Terminator 3 and 10% Time Machine. Okay. And the others were zeros. And for uh, question one, it was 100% Star Trek. And for question three, the Uber Morlock was Time Machine. Nine out of ten people got that right. And someone picked Terminator 3. Part four, which is about Francesca and then the Star Trek reference of uh, Make It So Number One, was actually from Clock Stoppers from 2002. Okay. 80% of the people oh. got that. 20% uh picked Austin Powers. Okay, I need to interject there. I do not know clock stoppers. What is that? I now and I, I guess it's not this. Wasn't there a uh, a John Cleese film called something like Clock Stoppers? I, clockwise. Clockwise. What is clock stoppers? Something for you to for us to know and you to find. No, no. Uh, it was. From <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't know that one either. I, I just. I just guessed it there because by default, if all of those movies had to be listed, then that was the one that was left. Yeah, uh -huh. I, I can't claim any great uh, knowledge. <laughs> um, I did see it, and it was almost—it was another sort of time time travel kind of thing. 
Um, I saw it in the theater actually because it was advertised a bit at the time, but it was 20 years ago. And people went around just stopping clocks and they said, there you go. We've just stopped clocks. We've stopped time. Strangely, your homework, Troy, is to watch clock. And strangely enough, you'll actually probably like it. It's actually a, a pretty good film. Okay. Have a look for Not it. Not a piece of crap. That's for sure. And the it's available on Prime Video for only four ninety nine. Yeah. Or to be. To be. <laughs> to be announced. Uh, and then there are only two things, uh, the Dutch and the uh, people's cultures and all that is Austin Powers. And I think that's actually his father, the, 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 the character playing his father, I think, right. says that. That's the, uh, Schmoke and a Pancake film. It Schmoke, is. Schmoke and a Pancake. Long and a Blintz. That, that, that's actually my favorite line from Austin Powers. Um, yeah. My, said by like Michael Caine is the bit about the Dutch, which made me laugh so much. Yeah. I'm going to interject, David, on our behalf and, and say that, uh, when we started this, this podcast, not tonight, but when we started it 50 episodes ago, uh, part of the premise of it was that, uh, it was intended to help promote us as, uh, as writers. And it's funny how seldom we ever talk about that. So I thought here on our 50th, I would say, David and I, both uh, poets and published poets, in part thanks to Sandra Kasturi, uh, and I'm looking at uh, my copy of The Role of Lightning in Evolution, which is David's collection of poems, and mine, Casting Shadows, and they're both still available uh, if you uh, go online and whatnot. So there you go. That's a little chill for, for us and what we, we do when we're not uh, saying silly things about sci-fi. Uh, thanks, Troy. And this. Um um first question for 2010 to 2023 mankind was born on earth it was never meant to die here and that's got options looper from 2012 predestination Uh from 2014 hot tub time machine which i still have not seen from 2010 interstellar from 2014 and another film i have not seen yet tenet from 2020 good ones and it'll be the same list of films in the same order for each question. The next question, you step on the bug and the fucking internet is never invented. Uh, three, I've excelled in advanced physics, biology, and astronomy. A tourist is someone who travels across the ocean only to be photographed sitting next to their boat. I have no intention of being a tourist. Question four, then I saw it. I saw a mom who would die for her son, a man who would kill for his wife, a boy angry and alone, laid out in front of him the bad path. I saw it, and the path was a circle, round and round, so I changed it. And the final one, the protagonist says, hey, you never did tell me who recruited you, Neil. And then Neil says, haven't you guessed by now? You did. Only not when you thought you have a future in the past, years ago for me, years from now for you. And again, the choices are Looper, Predestination, Hot Tub Time Machine, Interstellar, and Tenet. I just, I looked up Clockstoppers and I just see that Jonathan Frakes directed that. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I definitely have to watch it. Although it's got Jesse Bradford, who's like the, the the who's who's Xander and Buffy? What's the actor's name? Nicholas Brendan. That's Nicholas it. Nicholas Brendan. Jesse Bradford is like the Nicholas Brendan of his price point. 
Okay. <laughs> so for this one, and I know that you guys can see things, but you don't know the percentages. So for question one, mankind was born on earth. It was never meant to die uh, here. Uh, we had one person pick predestined. The answer is interstellar. Interstellar got 80%, 8 out of 10. And then one person picked tenant and one person picked predestination. Uh, question two was you step on the bug and the fucking internet is never invented. Um, 80% got hot tub time machine, which is the answer. And two people picked looper. Uh, for number three is the whole thing about the advanced physics, biology, astronomy, and the boat and of no intention of being a tourist quote and that's actually from predestination which i've never seen 50 percent of the people got predestination three picked interstellar one put picked tenant and one picked looper um, so that was pretty much stretched number four is the whole thing about the man dying for uh a mom dying for her son a man would kill for his wife and so on and about the path was a circle round and round i changed it was looper and looper 40 percent of the people got it um five people picked tenet and one person picked predestination and there's just one question left uh which was about the um whoever recruited the person and they're talking about the future and the past and all that stuff that was actually tenet which is a film i have still not seen uh tenet 40 percent of the people picked tenet uh 20 percent picked or two picked predestination uh three i'm sorry picked looper so looper actually uh, was a close second and hot tub time machine one person picked it no one picked interstellar so that was a bit of a harder one um there was one film that some that that you guys mentioned that um um that i forgot i should have written down that was a recent time time travel thing oh about time gleason not brendan yes. gleason, no son. but it's his son it's Donald, actually brendan gleason's Donald, son Donald. no gleason what's it called yeah. about, about time about time yeah yeah i've heard that's supposed to be good and of course that has bill nye in as, as well and like right. I'll basically watch anything that he's in. Yeah, generally. Although, although the execrable remake of Agatha Christie's Ordeal by Innocence, even he cannot save. So tragic. And it it also has Rachel McAdams in it, and she is typecast as the uh, significant other of time travelers in right. uh, several movies. <laughs> well, she's the time yeah. traveler's wife. He turned it into a cottage. She's the time traveler's wife. She's, uh, she's in About Time. She's in uh, oh Midnight in Paris. Wow. Wow. And, she's in the time uh, travel ghetto. And uh, Doctor Strange. He's the uh, That's crazy. time guy. That's crazy. We need a Rachel McCatton. You know, we did the one on Bruce Willis because he had come out with his situation he couldn't act again. So we did a special one. We almost need a Rachel McAdams one because she'd certainly done enough genre or, or you know speculative uh movies yeah i mean yeah. i wonder what casting agents say they're like give me uh give me that time traveling actress we need one yeah. of those uh, and we it... does all the time get her yeah yeah some somebody needs travel. to write the story of her life now about all the things that are happening between these very brief visits that she has with <laughs> these time traveling right. but she's never the time traveler i'm sure herself. she's no. got a life going on we don't know. know that for sure she could be hmm. She's this, yeah. Maybe it's that's why she does not seem to age. 
And wasn't she? Oh, yes. Get on that, Sandra. You know, watching and reading up on this um, Twilight Zone companion here. Um, and it's product placement. Yeah. But they had a number of, of uh, time travel episodes. Um, even, oh, yeah. well, you know, Star Trek uh, had um, Harlan Ellison's script, A Journey to the Edge of Forever. City on the Edge of Forever. City yeah. on well, oh right, City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah, I want to hear that thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it time? Because we're almost at the end. But well, who would it play time? Oh, movie? it is time. Yes, let's do. It's time for <laughs> time for uh, our dream casting, our special fiftieth episode dream casting. <laughs> Um, okay, so wow. David, should do we want to hear from other people first or do we want to do us first? <laughs> I thought we we're gonna do us first and people. Okay. All right, let's do us. So so we'll do our dream casting first of all, and here's our little dream casting music. Dream casting. Yeah. Dream casting, baby. So dream casting. For you, David, I have a tie, which I could not really decide. It's um, And maybe people can vote on it to see of these two who they like. Um, I'm going to say I had Paul Giamatti uh, or Toby Jones. And for listeners who do not know, um, they know G- Giamatti, but Toby Jones is a character actor who you will know if you see his face, if you Google it. Uh, among other things, he was in Sherlock, Agent Carter, Harry Potter, um, Deathly Hallows, uh, a great horror film, Barbarian Sound Studio. Sandra, you must watch this film if you haven't seen it. Uh, Captain America, Hunger Games, and many, many, many more. Um, so uh, I don't know, folks. What do you think? Would, like at least for me, uh, would you go either Giamatti or Toby Jones for David? I had actually picked Toby Jones. Now that you mention it, okay. And I'd picked Paul Giamatti myself. So yeah, I get oh. Paul Giamatti a lot and uh, Ice T. Do you know da- I was like, <laughs> David? Can I- you can you picture uh, Toby Jones? Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm wondering. I went by I act, like acting wise more than appearance. you could do that. You could do that. So what did you do, Sandra? Um, I had several choices and I thought of it like as the, not who would play whom, but as a unit who mm. I would like to see together. Oh, um, like, do you mean like as if we're Starsky and Hutch? Yeah. Like as yeah, a combo, exactly. Laurel and Hardy, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So my first, um, this is my serious choice was uh, Jeff Bridges and Steve Buscemi. Because I think they would be really fun and interesting. Well, um, I would love to see that film, period. Yeah, I think that would be the greatest buddy movie. Um, and then I also, I had others. Yeah, just which is which? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm not matter. even sure. It doesn't matter. No, uh, I think you're right. Yeah, it really doesn't matter who's who. And can we then please also of, get, can we get Goodman in there so we have the whole Lebowski trio then? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Okay, thank um, you. And uh and then I thought um, just actors who I like to see together. And of course, because of only murders in the building, it was Steve Martin and Martin Short playing you Ooh, guys. I thought that oh would my be God. That'd be hilarious. And, and then of course, Dana uh, Garvey and Mike Myers playing you. How would that be? <laughs> that would be fantastic as well. Yeah. And then for the British edition, of course, uh-huh. David Tennant and Michael Sheen. And then because of 
their show staged. They obviously have to be replaced by Kate Blanchett and Phoebe Waller Bridge playing the <laughs> two of you as the podcasters because uh, yeah. it's all about the okay. ladies. So that's th- that was probably too many answers. I'm sorry. No, that's great. And I guess David, we 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 need to hear from you, right? Yeah, I had uh, for you, Troy. I had Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Uh, and I had for myself James Mason. Oh, who was one oh, of my Jesus. favorite actors. Oh my God, yes, James Mason. That would be awesome. James Mason or Eddie Izzard playing James Mason. <laughs> that would also be super fun. Is he does James squashed Mason my pee. really well? Hmm? <laughs> what did you say, Janet? You squashed my pee. Remember when he was um, in uh, Murder by Decree? Uh, James Mason uh, played uh, Watson to um, Christopher Plummer's Holmes. Uh, I've said too much. Also, I like James Mason in almost anything. Uh, yeah. Journey to the Center of the Earth or whatever that mm-hmm. was called. Oh, and uh, he's so good in Salem's Lot. My he's... turn. Alrighty. <laughs> For you, Troy, it would be Jeff Goldblum. And for David, it would be Bill Burr, the comedian. And if you haven't seen like that one, that's great. He's entirely not politically correct. Yeah, that would be perfect. That would be awesome. I just realized I didn't give. Did did, we? You did both. I didn't give me. Did I? Did I? I didn't. Did I? No. 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 No, Okay. So, and this is a weird one because, like, for. Years like this goes back a, a long time. I don't think I look anything like him now, but uh, I used to think that Cusack felt it felt like he could be me in my life story. John Cusack. John Cusack. And, yeah. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure now. But that's what I went with them. So I had John Cusack, or and for David uh, Giamatti or Toby Jones. Um, anybody else? To want, Cusack. Sorry. Yeah. Anybody want to throw anything else in there before Dave and I do our weirdness that is Schrodinger's cast? Nope. I think okay. Yeah, me. Oh, oh, sorry, Janet. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Janet. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I, I, as I already said, I'd pick Paul Giamatti for David, and I picked Ed Begley Jr. for Troy. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you have anything, Pat? The, you want to throw your two cents in, or or Gunnar? Yeah, Gunnar. Yeah. Sorry, the uh, the Benedict Cumberbatch. I was actually thinking there was the um, stage production of Frankenstein. With Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller. Yep. Where they sort of did both roles. Yep. Like they had the, the alternate casting. So there was both versions. And I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so would we, I think. Yeah, Lex and I saw both uh, of the actual uh, Frankenstein play with both. They're on one night after another. And I said, well, I want to see both. I want to see both interpretations. Yeah, but David, I love uh, Gunnar's responses, and it kind of reminds me of the end of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure when Pee Wee sees himself on the big screen, and I think it's James Brolin playing Pee Wee, Um, or is James Brolin the dad or the younger one? But anyway, the the other, the older Brolin. Yeah, the idea, Troy, of doing all this because you know it reminds me of Goldmember, where they have that alternate (laughs) casting at the beginning with Tom. Right. And um, Danny with mini me, yeah. Um, 
And what was the other thing? There was also there's an X Files one that was very weird, where some weird wave happened, and then they had uh, two other actors playing Sculler and, and oh yes, Scully and yeah. or Scalder, whatever they're called. Scalder, <laughs> I like that. Um, that would be like the fused version. It was very like, some, like something from the thing. I think when his um, apartment is cleaned and he has a waterbed at the end of this episode, and you think what the hell happened? But anyway. Yeah. So we were going on to scream, or I think uh, Sandra, you were a guest, our guest when we actually came up with the pun on Schrodinger's cast, if I remember correctly. She was, yeah, that was uh, uh, Bradbury. No, you were, and we think originally we because we were calling it briefly scream casting. Oh, okay. And, and then I couldn't remember the name for it, and we came up with Schrodinger's cast, cast out of the, yeah. out of the blue, sort of. Okay, so that's this is yeah, where this is like almost as weird as can be, uh, and I use what is called the random name generator nine thousand in the last bunch of episodes. So I don't even think about it. I just want to see what the universe thinks in terms of who should play us, and this is legitimate. It always is legitimate. Uh, so David, I think you're going to like this. The random name generator nine thousand gave me Burt Reynolds as David Clink. <laughs> wow. So, I, like, already it sounds like it's a, a box office winner. Uh, and in the role of Troy Harkin, Flip Wilson. <laughs> I want so, to see that. Fantastic. I know. I know. Burt Reynolds and Flip Wilson in a film. <laughs> if that was the 1970s, that would be great. Funny in yeah, the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And Flip Wilson would be, of course, playing the, the woman that like he sometimes. Geraldine? Plays. Yeah. yeah yes, right. yes. I yeah, love right. it. Yeah. Geraldine. Like he would be, Flip Wilson as Geraldine as Troy Harkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ow. My mind hurts. Yeah. Oh, so you got yours. So I'll do mine. Yes. Um, so, and this is no bullshit here. I wrote this down. Uh, Jeff Goldblum to play Troy, not just the height. But the whimsy. No, I'm not sure what I'm saying. <laughs> and then uh, for me, I picked Jason Statham. Specifically, something Ooh. that Alexa did not like as an actor in all his kinds of roles, like transport and other stuff, but really liked him in Spy. Uh, if you ever see the movie Spy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He is so good in that one. And some of that, that, that those speeches and those things, just brilliant stuff. So I have Jeff Goldblum and Jason Statham. Excellent. I think, uh, you know, we just need a script now and we're laughing. I would, uh, my uh, bizarro casting or, or would be uh, uh, Archer and uh, Fred from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, nice. I think that would be really fun. That sounds like it's got fan fiction waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Archer and Fred from Scooby-Doo. Actually, I can see John Benjamin playing David. Totally. Yeah. 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 I can't, I got it. <laughs> it's so good. Cause you know, in a way, cause that's, that's the actor who, who plays uh, Bob as well, Archer and Bob. Yeah. Yeah. David, I mean, I could see you doing a live action version of Bob's Burgers. I finally watched an episode of that. And it oh, was it's so good. Really good. So I guess, should we put a bow on this thing and move on to like 50 more? I just want to thank everyone for coming out. The, the idea, what just not just for this 50, but Troy had the idea that he'd like to do a live thing, just like what we did here. We had that second Thursday, but that was just happens too often. So we have 14 episode seasons. Don't ask me why. It just happened. 
So we had three seasons of 14 episodes, which makes this the eighth episode. 314 is 42 plus 8 is 50. So what we'll do is next season, somewhere in the in the group of 15 or 14 episodes, excuse me, one of them will be like this alive, and it won't be like a 75th or 100th. So it'll just be somewhere in the season, and we'll have a theme like robots or or something, Rachel McAdams, whatever. And we'll have some kind of theme, and then we'll just hopefully be able to have a good turnout like we had tonight. Um, so thanks, Troy, for coming up with the idea of having these kind of live. And this is being recorded, so we will launch. This will be a 50th episode. will be uh, this Saturday um, at 7 a.m. So we'll have it done in time. So it'll actually be launched, and there'll be an actual episode on our show. Um, cool. But thank you all for coming out. It's so so nice of you to join us. Thanks a lot, thank guys. For, thank you for doing the show and for creating so many episodes. It's You guys are amazing. That's our 50th episode. I haven't updated that. Uh, 50th uh, anniversary episode bash. Um, Troy. Uh, remember to check us out on uh, all your socials, all your favorite podcasts. Oh. Check us out on Spotify if you like. Uh, our website is 2numeric2of.ca. Uh, Twitter, we're not sure if we actually still exist in, in this version of the multiverse on Twitter or not. But we are on Facebook uh, at 2 Old Farts Talk Sci-Fi. Um, please tell a friend, stop, drop, and roll, do all these other things like and subscribe, itch and scratch if you like. Um, uh, that's it. Thank you for being there through 50 episodes and now 50 more. We're going to have some Twilight Zone soon. We're going to have some thing really soon, something. But that's about it, right, David? Yeah, it's been a great 50 episodes. I am David Clank. And I am Troy Harkin. See you all for our next episode of Two Old Farts. Talk sci-fi. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for coming out and playing. Yeah, yeah, take it easy. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Ending in three seconds. Two. Thanks, Dave and Troy. Thanks a lot. Bye. Nice to see you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See you later.